now is the once in a lifetime opportunity for the Flames to realign and reconfigure their organization. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, joined by Nick Zararis. Nick, how are you doing today? I'm still very tired. Yesterday was a long day. Seven hours in a car, sat through an entire NASCAR race, watched my team get eliminated. I had quite a Monday. I'm very tired. That is brutal. Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us today, um, as well as the listeners, viewers. Um Make sure you are tuning into Lockdown Flames and you're subscribed and following wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube as well, because we are here for you every single day. So today, obviously, we are going to continue our discussion of what what's next now that uh, Brad Tree Living and Daryl Sutter are gone. I think that this is such an interesting spot for the organization to be in especially because like if you told me this a year ago that Kachuk, Gaudreau, Tree Living, and Sutter would be gone I would be very um I I don't know if I'd fully believe you it's very unique typically speaking when you have a general manager and a coach leave in the same offseason it's because your owner has said, okay, fine, we can rebuild the team. That That's generally the only situation mm-hmm. where you will see both get fired or leave in the same offseason is if the if you're, you've got a multi-year commitment to bottom out, get draft picks, and let those young guys develop. It's very it, – it's infrequent that you will see both jobs come open at the same time on a team that is not bare bones. It makes sense that if you are going to go with a real change in direction from contender to rebuilder, that you will change your coach and GM because your priorities have changed. It's very uncommon for an average team to change both in the same off season. Typically you would do one or the other. You heard the entire build up to this. You heard me saying, if you just change the GM and don't change the coach, you're not going to be able to make meaningful change because if you don't have lockstep agreement between the two, you're never going to be able to get the maximum out of your potential. The the GM assembles the roster to play a certain way, and if the coach disagrees with how the roster is assembled, it's not going to play the way it was designed, and you're going to miss opportunities. And that's really that really was the story of the team this year, that they weren't able to reach their potential. They weren't able to play up there to their ability. Mm-hmm. So it's a good thing. And I'll give – you give Brad Tree Living a lot of credit for falling on on the sword and kind of taking one for the team because he could have been a martyr about it and been like, I'll stay, and him and Daryl would be running this back. But Brad recognizing, hey, this situation sucks. I don't want to be here. Even if it was purely out of self-interested, I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. The, the, uh, the actual real-world impact, uh, better for the organization, because it would have been a half measure to only change the GM and not the coach. So this works out well. You have a real opportunity now to set the tone for the next five to ten years. If your GM is pretty good, you have the opportunity here to set up the next ten years of your organization 
if you slam get a good GM in here. If you get the right GM, that's a long-term appointment. The average GM tenure is about five and a half years. That ebbs and flows every now and then, but it's been about five and a half years for the last eight, nine years. So you get a few cracks at it as a GM. You get two coaches usually. Brad had multiple coaches. He lasted twice as long. So you would say you're entitled to six coaches, five coaches, and he had more than that. So it's time for an organizational shift. The fan base is hungry here for uh, the fan base is hungry for something that's believable, that's tangible. They can feel and touch and believe in. They want these young guys to play. They want to see Dustin Wolf get 35 NHL starts next year. They want to yeah. see Peltier and Coronado everyday NHLers next year. If you give them young guys, everybody can project their hopes, their optimism, everything. They have something to believe in that besides what's already on the team. That was part of the problem with the team this year is they didn't really have anyone who wasn't a known quantity. There was no unknown of like maybe this person can get to another level. And that happened for a few guys. Dubé comes to mind of reaching a level they hadn't yeah. before. But for the most part, everybody more or less you know, established NHL professional, significant sample size more or less are what they are. You start incorporating some youth in here. You got a GM and a coach who are in lockstep agreement about the role of the youth in the team going forward. Then everybody can start to get genuinely excited. And that's something that's really rewarding for a fan base, especially after going through a season like they just went through, is the organization realizes something didn't work. And sometimes it takes more than one season of things not working for a franchise to be like, hey, we got to change things. They lucked out that Brad was willing to fall on the sword and take the coach out with him. Very, very lucky that worked out for them in that respect. But you got a real opportunity now, and there's some palpable excitement. There's a lot of time to go. The draft is still two months away. You want to get your GM figured out sooner rather than later because your GM has to do the coaching interviews. Because yeah. they, they, they need to be in real agreement here. So hopefully within the next two, three weeks or so, the GM situation is resolved, and then we can start talking about who the coach is going to be. But just big picture, blank slate. It's really exciting that they made the right decision because they recognized something was wrong and they weren't doing the half measures. That That's really encouraging that they were willing to swallow Daryl's money, swallow their pride in admitting, hey, Daryl's not working. And it gives real opportunity for the organization to make strides as an organization, not just in terms of the on ice results, but in terms of the process and all of your decision making, in yeah. terms of building out your front office more. I was talking about this the other day with somebody. There is not a salary cap on how much you can spend on support staff. No. Teams that are not maximizing their support staff because they're cheap are missing out on opportunities here. There are market inefficiencies to be and, and inefficiencies in general to be exploited. And if your owner is willing to swallow $8 million for a coach not to coach, talk to him about getting more support staff, get more analysts, get more database managers, build this out. That, that's really what I would like to see going forward here. You get a younger GM in here, a younger coach in here, and say, we want to do this the right way, which means setting up for a five to 10 year window with seven or eight playoff appearances. And you hope one of those eight, you get a Stanley Cup. That's generally about the math. You get, you want to really win a Stanley Cup. There are exceptions, of course, but for the most part, it takes at least seven, eight years to build out the group that wins a Stanley Cup. Trying to speed it up, you, yeah. you miss, you, when you try and speed it up, your young guys don't develop well because they're playing in the shadow of other guys. There's a real opportunity here. I'm very, very excited. 
because it's been a while. The Flames haven't had to hire a new GM in 10 years, nine years. So we're going to get a real good glimpse into the state of the organization based on how this hiring process plays out. And it's one of the few times you can genuinely get an understanding of what your franchise thinks beyond the surface level public relations management stuff. When you see who they hire and who they fire, you get an understanding of what they are prioritizing and what they care about. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is going to be an interesting off season and really not even the entire off season. I think the next like six weeks are going to be uh, a really interesting time and something that the Flames fans can just look forward to and continue to just have some excitement and hope for what's ahead. Because I mean, there's, there's plenty to be hopeful for. But coming up next, we are going to continue to discuss the opportunities that lie ahead in these next 10, 5 to 10 year windows. And uh, before we do that, though, I do want to tell you about game time. If you are like us, you will be frequenting concerts, baseball games, you name it, this summer. And game time is the place to buy your tickets. Buying tickets to your favorite shows, events shouldn't be stressful, should be as low maintenance as possible. And with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can find yourself at these all these fun events, okay? Make the most of your summer before we're back in the freezing cold winter, right? So game time is the place for last minute tickets. Forget, forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals right up to the day of the event, and you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you will always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section, same row. For less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off of your first purchase. And terms apply. Again, all you have to do is create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us here on Locked on Flames. Make sure you're subscribed and following us on YouTube wherever you are getting your podcasts as well. Have you submitted a resume? I, I really, I, I got into this discussion with somebody last night at like 2 in the morning because I, I, I whenever the Rangers get eliminated from the playoffs, I get a stream of texts like I lost somebody in my family Genuinely. where it's like, sorry about the Rangers. And like, I understand that's like, what everybody associates in my actual real day-to-day life associates me with is the Rangers. And one of my, someone texted me at like two fifteen last night. Are you, what do you think is the actual problem? And I go, I don't have enough time to explain to you what the actual problem it is. It is two fifteen <laughs> in the morning. It's really the flames job is really going to be interesting because I think now that you don't have Daryl associated with the coaching position, you're going to be able to get a wider net of candidates. I think you're not limiting yourself, which is something I really emphasized in the hiring process for the GM is give yourself the opportunity to hire somebody who's going to do the best job possible, not somebody who just wants to take the job is begrudgingly taking the job or is going to try and make do you have set yourself up 
with process. When we talk about decision-making, you have process, you have results. You will not always get good results from good process, but you will almost certainly get bad results from bad process. Right now, the Flames are in a situation for a good reset in terms of their decision-making process. You bring in new GM, new coach, you have a new process to evaluate how effective it is, and you get a good process over the course of a long period of time, you will get better results. That should be your goal. No one will ever be perfect at either of these jobs. Even the best coaches, best GMs, they lose trades, they make bad lineup decisions, they lose feel for the room at times. You want to have as much good process as you possibly can, and you hope you get the good results. Right now, so far, the Flames have exhibited good process. That is a starting point. And I think there's... You know, again, there's a true window of success, like opening up for them here. They have this opportunity to make the most of, you know, Kadri's contract, Huberto's contract, Uyghur. Backland was supposedly at Maloney's press conference. I, to me, that sounds like, I don't think it's a nothing burger, but we won't read too far into it because I think, you know, at the end of the day, these guys are just going to say, I'll let my agent handle these things. Unless you're Jonathan Huberto, then you're going right on to Quebec, Montreal radio and just airing it all out. But that's hopefully something that won't happen this next time around because there is just this opportunity here for, you know, hey guys, like we're so sorry that last year happened and we did our best and we're doing our best to ensure the room doesn't feel like you're walking on eggshells to make sure this coach doesn't go out and insult the next player making their NHL debut to just to not ride a goaltender into the ground the way that, you know, and essentially break Jacob Markstrom. Like there's, there's potential. And that's yeah. again, to be excited for and to look forward to and see who these candidates are and see, see what's coming around. Until we have actual news. We can be hopeful, optimistic. There, It's unknown. It's unquantifiable. You can't possibly know because we don't know. So it, it lends itself to more of an optimistic good because we don't even know who is going to be making the decisions. It's still a blank slate of opportunity. It's why everybody loves prospects. It's why everyone loves draft picks. They're not actually something tangible yet. You don't know what they are. They could be anything. They could be amazing. And that's what you hope for. And that's what's encouraging and why you feel a little bit better now than you did say a week or two ago, where it wasn't really determined. It wasn't, you didn't know what was going to happen. You were still up in the air. Yeah. <clears throat> Sidebar. You mentioned about Huberto going on Quebec radio. We need rate my professor for coaches in the NHL. I, I need everybody's filling the anonymous T on their coaches. I need, Honestly. I need, I need genuine feedback. The NFL did this for the first time this year where they yes. did a, they did the public PA. feedback of, with their PA where it was rating like the facilities, the coaching staff, the medical staff, the training staff, the nutrition stuff. All that stuff. The NHL needs to be getting in on this, A, because we need the entertainment value, and B, it's really important that these guys understand, hey, you, you, 
your fellow union members recognize that this situation is bad. You probably don't want to go here or this situation is amazing. You should want to be here. And it kind of, it, it enables a free flowing of information, transparency that you wouldn't otherwise have. You grant them anonymity. You let everybody kind of know what's really going on. Like finding out so, the, the one team in the NFL that makes their guys pay for the food at the facility, which was very funny to discover. Yeah, like stuff like that. The Yankees play for Wi-Fi on their JetBlue flights, even though the flight is sponsored by an airline. The official airline of the Yankees pays for the stuff. They, they pay for Wi-Fi. It's stupid, but yeah, I, again, that's it's useful bad. information, and it, it's entertaining for us. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I think that there's so many I, – I, only so many spots in a group chat. I unfortunately yes. don't think um, the entirety of, like, NHL veterans are talking in a single group chat you know they should have like a subreddit that I have access to or something that they we should all make a private I reddit want... they should make a discord the, the yeah. NHLPA should make a discord for their guys and it can be like um I'll pay for that are you kidding? actually I'm not going to touch that one because that's a potential hand grenade I'm not going to touch that <laughs> one I was about to make a joke about luxury designer goods but that that some people are aware of involving a certain player in the NHL, but I, I, I won't. Yes, Jess, Jess got the joke, so I won't make that joke oh, I was about to make. What, what luxury good is commiserate with this date, that kind of joke, but I, I digress, I digress. Back to the point at hand. It's good that this is out there. It's good that the Flames are operating with good process, yeah. that the players feel like, hey, we were heard. The organization at some level cares about what we have to say about this situation. They mm -hmm. took our exit interview seriously, and they changed the direction of the team. That also puts added responsibility on all of their plates now because, hey, we changed the direction of our organization for you guys. And if you guys still don't play well, you don't get to blame the coach for being uh, difficult to work with. Yeah. Now we're going out of our way to get a new GM and a new coach to put you guys in the best possible position. Now you guys got to deliver the goods to some degree. That That's a part of this conversation we shouldn't lose. It's always yeah. easier to change the GM or the coach than the players because that's one guy and they don't have no move clauses. Coach and GMs at will. They can be fired at any point. They just got to pay out the rest of the contract. Yeah. Players, yeah. no move clauses, limited no move clauses. There's a salary cap, which makes trading expensive players difficult. So there is going to be an onus on the players to, hey, yeah. The organization put this in our court now. It's up to us that we get somebody in here we can work with and we really improve on what we did last year. That's, that's not lost on me in this situation. No. And that's definitely something that has to also change because, again, the product off the ice and behind the scenes can change, but it has to also translate there. And coming up next, we will wrap up the show with some more of this just fantastic. We're just living for the hope of it all again. We're not living for the playoffs. We're just hoping for this next step. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys about a product that I use literally every day. And I started taking AG1 because I was very tired of constantly being sick and also just having a horrible gut. And um, AG1 is just one scoop in a cup of water every morning. It's a great way to start your day with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, adaptogens, probiotics. It's great. And it's just it's cheaper than a cup of coffee when you break it down. And there are over 7,000 five-star reviews, and it's recommended by professional athletes. Tyler Tavoli uses it. 
I mean, that's that would be enough to sell me on giving it a try. So right now it is time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And thank you, everyone, for sticking around and hanging out with us here on Locked on Flames. Uh, this is just exciting. This is a very exciting times for the Flames. And, you know, the new arena is in the works. That is what it is. Your GM's gone. Your coach is gone. It just feels like a like a clean slate. Like, you are going into the not the, just the immediate future, but the long-term, like the long haul with just a new, a new lease on life. So the way I tend to think about things and what am I, I forget what, which of my specific history classes, this was the kind of the archetype that uh, I, I, I've started to use since. And I've entirely stolen this from this professor was Events happen for short, medium, and long-term reasons. Typically, your biggest things happen all three, building up, medium, smaller, and subsequently. So your small decisions impact your short-term. Short-term decisions eventually become your medium, medium to long, etc. So you have your long-term stuff you're setting up now. You can't undo what's already been done. The extensions, the players that are here, they're here. Now, setting up for the short term, meaning next season, your goal is what? To make the playoffs? Okay, what do you need to do to make the playoffs? How does that impact the medium and the long-term decisions you want to make? Are you going to trade some draft picks and get some guys in here? Are you going to do player-for-player stuff where you're going to try and get somebody back for someone already on your roster that's a proven NHL talent? You have all these decisions to make, and it's really important. And that's the good part about bringing somebody new into the situation is they're going to come in here without any preconceived notions about what the situation is. They're not, they're new to this. And even if they hire someone internally, they promote somebody who is either an assistant or lower in the organization. Even if it's that, if it's like Mitch Love and Kevin Conroy, okay, those are guys who are going to bring new perspectives to these decisions, to these players, and they're going to try and think about this in a different light. That's one of the benefits of bringing new people in, even if they're internal promotions, is the new perspective, especially when you're going from a coach like Daryl, who is fiercely set in his ways where he's not going to change how he does things, Mm -hmm. and a GM who's got a long track record. You bring in new pieces, especially if you bring in guys who've never been NHL decision makers at that level before, you're giving them a real opportunity. And it's important that you're realistic in what you want. Like like we're saying, if your goal is just to make the playoffs, what does that look like? If your goal is, hey, we should take a step back. Okay, what does that look like? If we want to go for a cup, what does that look like? All of these things are, it's really important you don't lose sight of any one of those because in an ideal world, you're constantly doing all three at once. You're worried about the short, medium, and long with every decision you make, but external factors happen. You lose guys to injury, guys underperform, guys overperform. You really have to try and balance it all the best you can. Like I said before, 
nobody bats a thousand. There are going to be mistakes. It's a matter of making sure those mistakes don't hamstring you going forward. You look at some of the situations teams around the league are in, who they're locked into contracts with, the inflexibility of those contracts, and how it complicates your medium and your long-term planning. Well, the, you, your team is a requisite talent level. It's going to pick 15th in the draft. You're going to have a really hard time getting a marquee player at 15th. And even if you do, they're probably going to take two or three years before they can become a real impact for your organization. So all of this is your uh, all of this is in your mind. You are coming into this job with your pitch of I want to do X, Y, and Z. Here's why I want to do it. Here's who I want to work with to do it. Yeah. It's all a blank slate, like you were saying. It's really exciting. I'm very excited to start seeing candidates come out. I'm very excited to start seeing who's interviewing for this job. And then you have actual actionable information because right now right. we don't know who are real candidates. You'd imagine the internal guys who I mentioned before, Conroy and Love, will get looks for both of these jobs. Talk to as many people as you can. Don't overdo it. You, you know, I would say your number should be somewhere around eight. Anything yeah. more than eight, I feel like you're doing too much. Sure, if you want to do guys a solid, you want to just hear them out, okay. But generally speaking, more than eight, you run into issues. The NFL, it's usually about five candidates for head coach, eight for GM, somewhere in that ballpark where you don't get lost in the weeds, but you do talk to a lot of people. I would emphasize talking to people from other organizations, guys that aren't in the NHL even, that are familiar with other sports or other businesses. Get as many ideas as you possibly can. Get a real understanding of where you're actually at and use that as your foundational launching point for whoever does come in to take the job. Because even if you hire someone, you can take ideas other people give you in their meetings and be like, hey, this person was talking about this. What can we do to do better at this? And then that person can come in and say, well, I want to do this, this, and this. Do you think that's a good idea? That's the most important thing in all of this is you want a feedback structure that is reasonable and that's going to work. You want people to feel empowered to be like, hey, this is not working. That was not the case last year. That the GM wanted to fire Daryl. The GM could not do it. So it made it harder for Brad to do his job. Yeah. So now going forward, you have a real opportunity to set up a healthy power dynamic between your GM, your coach, your president, and your owner. And you've hot, you've um, what's the word I'm looking at? You foster that along and you set yourself up for success. When your decision makers are all in the line, there's a good feedback process, the decision making process is solid. Then you can start worrying about the results. Then you start judging them based on what they do. But for now, we can be hopelessly optimistic because we don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's like baking a cake. Yeah. It's literally just step by step. You're not going to pull it out of the oven or when the powder is still in the box, you're not going to slap some icing on it. Yeah. It takes a little bit of time. It is a process. And this isn't something that's going to just miraculously fix itself. Oh, over. no. Oh, no. This is going to be a multiple-year thing, yeah. no matter who comes in, even if they do make the playoffs next year, which I think is a reasonable goal. You're going to come in first year on the job for a, vet a veteran-laden team. Yeah. You're going to want to convince the guys who are pending UFAs or soon-to-be UFAs, hey, you want to stay here. We should try and make the playoffs next year. Okay, that's reasonable. Then after that, your job is to figure out how you go from that to how do we become a Stanley Cup contender. There's right. a long road ahead of the Flames, but everything is in front of them from a decision-making process. The roster is not. They are locked in for the most part with expensive people. But what can you do to maximize them? That is what's in front of them. Yeah, 100%. And 
I, I look forward to seeing these uh, candidates. I, I hope that they do something similar that Chicago did a few years ago um, with their head coaching candidates as well as the general manager, where they just tweeted out like, hey, we have interviewed X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And this is whatever. It, because I think it gives, I mean, us something to talk about, but also, you know, kind of an idea of where this organization wants this team to go. I'm in complete agreement with you. Whenever it comes to that, I'm always in favor of give the public as much information as you reasonably can. Sure, there are like proprietary things you don't want to concede. Like, you know, we're talking to these people for these reasons. They want to do this, this and that. But at the very least, hey, we're talking to these people. We're excited about it. We want you to be excited about it too. That's what it says to me when you're announcing who you're interviewing. Hey, we're really excited. We're talking to these people. You should be excited. We're talking to them too, because they're going to turn this team around. That's the messaging I've always opted for and would prefer from my teams when it comes to hiring GMs, coaches, et cetera. The more transparent you are, the better I feel about the process. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be like some sort of content thing. It is yeah, really it, just a graphic. Are, yeah. Like straightforward. That's, yeah. that's that. And uh, that about does it for today's episode of Lockdown Flames. Um, thank you, everyone, for sticking around and hanging out with us as we break down the news and give you our true opinions on everything going on in the world of Calgary. So make sure you're subscribed to Lockdown Flames and you're following us on Twitter uh, at Jess Belmosto, at Nick Zeraris, and on YouTube as well. Love seeing the comments, get the conversation going. It is important. And I will be back tomorrow and we will just, we will see where the wind takes us. Cause last time I said, we're going to break down the third line. And then 20 minutes later, Sutter's gone. So we'll, we'll see.